Welcome to Crafting Solutions to Conflict, a podcast that will explore ways to preserve harmony and to prevent harmful conflict in valued relationships, and also ways to resolve conflict effectively and to restore harmony if damaging conflict should occur. We will delve into specific tips to manage conflict in life and into much broader topics touching on conflict, actual and potential, good and bad, in the world around us. I'm your host, Jane Bettle, and my goal is to share a perspective on conflict that is both practical and positive. Aretha's Estate Planning, Part 1, The Blunders. By Aretha, I mean the late Aretha Franklin. I will get a little bit corny for a moment here and say that I have nothing but R-E-S-P-E-C-T for her work as a musician, but oh, not for her work as an estate planner. I talk sometimes about good, bad, and ugly conflict, and you can listen to episode six for more about that. Ugly conflict attracts attention when celebrities are involved. We have heard about squabbles over the estates of Prince, James Brown, Tom Petty, and others. And sometimes celebrities apparently do their level best, and the family still fights after they are gone. After his death, it was reported that Robin Williams had really worked to prevent family conflict over his estate. And yet, but back to Aretha. Even if you don't do a great job of doing whatever you reasonably can do to prevent conflict after your death, teeing up conflict, truly inviting conflict, is not necessary as a celebrity or as a less famous person. Aretha died in August of 2018 at age 76. Her estate is back in the news because of the fighting underway among those closest to her, including her four sons. Let me count the ways that she created conflict needlessly. There are three main blunders in her approach to estate planning. First, not working with her attorneys to create a plan. It has been reported that Aretha was private, even secretive, She was intent on running her own affairs and ran through a number of attorneys. She refused to work with them to create an estate plan that would clearly and effectively state her wishes. Second, allowing her loved ones to believe that there was no will. At the time of her death, everyone close to her believed that Aretha had died without a will or intestate. Dying without a will is not recommended, but the courts are set up to deal with that situation and started to do so in her case. Aretha's niece was appointed as her personal representative, and she began organizing the estate. The uproar that followed when that orderly approach was upended created more conflict. Third, creating three wills herself of questionable validity. As her niece started to organize the estate, she discovered two written wills 
from 2010 in a locked cabinet and a third from 2014 in a notebook under cushions in Aretha's living room. I am not here to give legal advice, but I can say this much. Laws about wills and estate planning vary, but there are laws and rules. Just winging it is not a good idea. These wills lack witness signatures, they contain cross-outs, notes in the margins, and complaints about past lawyers. One is notarized five months after Aretha allegedly signed it. In the court wranglings that have begun, claims have been made that parts of some of the wills are illegible and contain contradictory instructions. Next up, I will share some ideas about how Aretha and all of us could exercise better options in estate planning to minimize the risk of conflict. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Crafting Solutions to Conflict podcast, please subscribe through one of the major apps. You can also find the show on the web by searching for Crafting Solutions to Conflict. For those of you who are new to listening to podcasts, here's something you may not know. Subscribing to podcasts is free. Comments or ideas about the podcast? Let me know at JB, as in my initials, at dovetailresolutions.com. Until next time, I'm Jane Bettle.